Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, how's it going? Amir Ryder here for the Transform Sales Podcast. I got my guest today, Dana Vines, sales leader over at Bant.io. Dana, how are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. I, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, for those that are, are first-time listeners or recurring listeners, uh, we have a little bit of a mix of, of everything from, from agencies, sales freelancers, to, to first-time buyers of B2B lead gen services, to um, habitual repeat buyers of B2B lead services, just kind of talking about war stories and just being super transparent so that listeners can uh, hopefully get better prepared to select the right B2B sales agency and also to get the results they work by just kind of hearing um, more of the more of the real stuff that happens. So uh, that's the the agenda for today. Um, before I get into that, I love asking everybody just their background and like how you got into the the business of of outsourced lead gen sales agency work, generating qualified meetings. What what brought you here into this industry to begin with? Yeah, um, a, a little bit of my background. I've I've been working for about twelve years in different industries, uh, helping companies grow their footprint. I started in the capacity of hospitality and events um, with teams at Hilton and Marriott, playing the role in production of live music like Bonnaroo, Coachella, things like that. But whenever I moved out to the West Coast, I, I fell into tech naturally, um, working on development projects with like Time Warner Cable. Um, angel investor Jason Calicanis, uh, that eventually did lead me to Bant.io, where um, for the last three and a half years, I've, I've worked to advise small business owners on specifically what they should uh, do to um, you know, increase their marketing efforts and then assisting them with our automation and AI tools. Awesome. So, so you'll be the right person to, to ask this question, so I'll get right into it. Um, over your time, what's been that repeating theme that buyers, the mistakes that buyers make when trying to engage with you, obviously when working with you is a whole set of different issues, but is there something that um, you've seen over and over again and, and not like the mistakes that like make it harder for you to convert them, the mistakes that make it harder for them to get what they want, right? Like that, the, those kind of mistakes. Um, what have you seen? I just think it's always about managing expectations with those clients. Um, I think that anyone that's worked in the marketing or legion space understands that, you know, it's a numbers game. It takes time. We have to collect data. And a, a lot of these firms that come in, they have a very kind of immediate ROI that they're looking for. And, and it simply doesn't work that way. So my best advice would be to anyone you know looking to start this type of program would be to understand that it takes patience. It takes at least 90 days at a minimum um, before you start really uh, getting to see some traction on those campaigns. Cool. I agree with you um, and, and so do many other agencies that have been on the show, right? Do you think it's a matter of managing expectations or actually more of actually getting educated on the real, the real deal, holy field, right? Like we talk about, it's a volume game, it's a number game, but do you, do you think that it's also even deeper than that where like there's just this gap right in training where like you know we talk about how like in american high schools nobody gets taught about taxes and, and budgets and real world stuff they get taught about stuff that doesn't apply and how they're just you know in the real world where maybe leaders are just like actually not even taught a go-to-market plan maybe they don't they don't even know the roi schedule is you think that's like a greater symptom um or is it something else where like they make mistakes then run out of runway and then come to an agency when it's too late. And now they're just really, you know, need things fast. And like, what is it more a result of? 
I think it's a couple different things. I think, first of all, it's a really complex landscape. Um, you know, every year that passes by, the more that becomes available just in the digital marketing context mm-hmm. has uh, just become so, you know, complicated with the amount of different channels that you can bring into a solution. So unless you have been studying marketing, you've been in this, like this specialized in this space for a while, it's going to be overwhelming. Second, uh, I do think that there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there. I think that there are a lot of lead generation firms that will overpromise, underdeliver, have a very high price tag. So companies will get in bed with these, you know, these people that have, have, not really laid out what a true marketing strategy needs to be and and Mm -hmm. really positioned it as quick results and then they're disappointed every time and then they've lost a few thousand dollars in the process do you think do you think that agencies want to operate that way like like they like do you think they do you think they want to have to sell in a way that might set high expectations that are are um you know typically not met or do you think it's a symptom of they're like, hey, if I'm honest, I'll lose this deal and maybe get fired. And I have to I have to I have to give them what they want to hear. Right. Um, what do you think? Is it more the latter or the first? Because it's a, it's an interesting thing. Right. Like it's like, a, you know, do, do they want to sell that way or is that just all they, they can have? Right. I think that in any business relationship, operating with integrity and authenticity is number one. Yeah. Um, you never want to be lying to people. I think that probably is the case for, for some people because, right, I mean, salespeople are driven by quotas. They're driven by numbers. Yeah. You have to hit these numbers no matter what. So I, I think that that maybe is it is why that happens uh, so frequently. But um, the best practice for you know longevity and, and, and building you know, a solid book of business is just to be, a, be honest up front. And again, managing expectations, saying this is the reality of what a true marketing strategy is, and we want to be your partner. We don't want you to have to be switching over marketing plans every few months. Yeah. We want to work with this, you know, in the long term capacity. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I, I don't have the answers so I'm asking you because I like, you know, I, I wonder sometimes, you know why it's that way. And I wonder if it's just a lack of combination. It's how they're trained. It's all of the above, you know, are they afraid to say, um, Hey, you need to be here four months. Cause they you think they'll go find someone who does month by month. And they're just kind of like, you know, cause it's, you know, even when you said like lie, like, like I agree with you, right? Like if someone's going to get uh, a package next day and you know, it's going to get two weeks later, uh, but you say next day it's lying, but sometimes it's gray because sometimes you don't know what's going to happen and their lies are, are blurred, right? It's like, we might get 15 meetings, right? Um, and then it becomes, I thought you told you I have 15 meetings, like, is it just creates, it, it's almost as if it, it's like, so blurry that it creates this opportunity for ambiguity, right? Like, and like, they don't even know they're lying almost. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think what it really principally comes back down to, and this was a conversation I was having, um, with our lead strategist over at Republics, which is our, our parent company. Um, we were recently acquired. Uh, last year. And so we've been working with them a lot talking about, you know, what, what are our business goals for this year, you know, as we've started 23. And it really is the client is the focus, no matter what relationship building is, is what we, what I'm focused on. I want to make sure that the people that come into, come into our business feel heard, they feel appreciated and understood. And it really isn't just about making a quick buck off of them. Mm -hmm. It's about, doing whatever we can. Yeah, that makes sense. And as you mentioned, uh, 
congrats on the acquisition companies that run good ethics and good uh, business standards get acquired. So those listening, right. There's a, a there's a reason why Bant.io was acquired. Um, yeah. Good business practices. Right. And, and um, that's why we like partnering with you guys and sending you guys the right customers. So congrats on that acquisition. Um, you guys are an interesting spot, right? I know your platform. Well, I think your platform actually blends very well for people that are in that market validation stage in that stage where they don't have to have this crazy commitment where they can start seeing some results and testing their campaigns. So um, I think you guys are really well set for some of those, those customers that might have a bad experience elsewhere um, because of the, just the nature of the model. It's, it's for those listening, uh, maybe you could chime in. Uh, my understanding is Bant is less of a headcount model, more of a platform as a service model. Yeah, so I, this is like a really common misconception and, and something we're currently working on is uh, we have a we have a couple different you know brands of business that we work with. Bant is seemingly a, a SaaS you know it, it looks like a SaaS product, but it's not. It it's um it is a dashboard. It's a very attractive dashboard that has um a good concentration of data that we'll pull in from your campaigns, like a, a very kind of granular view of what's happening with our clients' marketing dollars. But the 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 whole deliverable of Bant is that it's a it's a service, it's a done for you service. Um, so, but we do we do have a SaaS component um, out of Bant. Whenever Bant was developed just over six years ago, we um, you know our, our LinkedIn automation software that we built, we then made end user available in the form of Zopto.com. So if you ever see Zopto.com, that is Bant. We are Zopto. Zopto is Bant. Cool. Basically. Mm -hmm. When you can fix problems, get results. The opportunities are, are, are everywhere, which is great. Um, tell me about mistakes that buyers make after they hire you, right? Like there's the mistakes they might make that you mentioned about planning when they like, like search for an agency. But now we're working together, right? What's a common management mistake of, of uh, a partner uh, like Bant or like a, any other sales agency that you see kind of repeating itself? What stands out to you the most? Um, common mistake I, uh, with the, with the competitor. No, I'm no. Like when they, once they hire you, right? Like now they selected you guys and mm -hmm. month one, two, month three, because obviously now the work gets started, right? And, and the job is not just to win a customer to deliver for them. Are they making any mistakes that you see in general, like not following up with leads or, um, you know, not giving communication back? Is there something that this, that, 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 you know, it takes two to tango that good old saying, right? Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, and I really, I hesitate to, to put a lot of responsibility on the client for the, the success of BAMP, but sometimes, you know, we do see that uh, very junior companies or, or companies with underdeveloped sales teams, they simply don't even have the bandwidth to manage the leads that we're giving them. Um, so, you know, that's why having all these opportunities now available through republics of being able to learn an appointment setting component or being able to build landing pages, all of these different sales enablement tools that we can now bring in through our, our new partners, you know, this has just been able for us to prop up our clients even better. Awesome. So that's part of the acquisition so that you guys can, you guys can, that's great. Awesome. Um, being politically correct and not getting into the exact mistakes, but, but, um, Mentioning the parent company, I love that. Uh, what about like, you know, best fit customers? Let's make pretend I had to like, you know, and I know that you guys service a wide variety of people and I know that you guys have um, a pretty big total addressable market who you can help. But just if in case someone's listening and I had to get you focused into that 80% of um, where your top line business comes from, meaning that, you know, they also get the best results. 
computer software service, if you had to pick one, what would you choose and why? We are a, a major player with the other marketing agencies that exist out there mm -hmm. in several different niches. So um, the, the thing about Bant is that you're able to white label the dashboard. So it's a, it, it's a pretty common success rate among other marketing agencies to be able to use For our services. Tools, services. Exactly. We've been able to, and then, and they're able to derive a margin off of it yeah. because we're cost effective for what we're providing. Yeah. They can mark up, you know, what they're being able to provide through band and then being able to make Makes sense. And then they can extend, um, you know, I see marketing and sales as the same department. They're not different in the cloud task and, and they're just all revenue. So yeah, that would allow a marketing agency to extend its gold post into email, LinkedIn, um, and you guys do some ads too. So, so that makes a lot of sense. So, so service companies, marketing agencies, they, they play really well with you guys. So, you know, then we have a lot of customers like that come through the, the marketplace, which is great because, um, you know, service companies, they, they can get a great ROI on investment because they have typically a high ACV and a, and a high LTV. Typically it's not crazy volume, but makes sense because your product actually helps them deliver and scales their services. Right. So. Um, sure. interestingly enough, it actually helps them act more like a software company with scalability, which is, which is, which is cool. And that's, it sounds like a lot of that too, is also almost like that customer success play where you started off where like 2023 is going to be all about the customer. So it sounds like your best customers are agencies that can use yours to treat their customers really well. So it's kind of, it's kind of rolling into also your 2023 strategy of the customer is the most important part. You went as deep as not only is the customer the most important thing, but our best customers will use Bant to help their customers. If that makes sense. Right. All right. That's great. Right. Well, it's good to hear that that's tied together. Right. So yeah. um, I love hearing that because I agree with you on that. I think you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these agencies can generate more revenue by just servicing their existing customers. Right. Um, and then that's a nice positive feedback loop. So that, that's, that's awesome. Um, this has been great. Any, any, anything else that you see in 2023? Like what's, what's the, what's the role of, of automation, like AI, driver set AI, chat GDP. Do you see any kind of like, Hey, there's going to be a new world of one person agencies, these tools. Like, what are you guys, are you guys embracing the changes happening or is it something that you guys are not even looking at? What's your, what are your yeah, thoughts no, there? I'm, I'm, actually, I'm so glad you asked because today I was informed by our lead developer that we have now incorporated ChatGPT into our LinkedIn automation. Mm -hmm. uh, so clients, uh, end users on Zopto and then also through our, our strategy team at Vant are able to now use those tools um, for developing smart sequencing around, you know, starting conversations on LinkedIn. And and I'm, I'm personally very excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I, I would be it. too. And I figured you guys would by the nature of the platform, because it is beautiful UI, very simple. I, I, so like I kind of, you know, from what I know about you guys, I kind of feel like that would play in well. Um, so I'm excited to hear that you guys did it. I'm, I'm happy to get my, excited to get my hands on it. If you guys let me ever test drive it once it's done. Um, that's, pre that's pretty awesome. Uh, what about, what about, what else are you seeing? Are you, do you think that companies are going to be um, focusing on hiring SDRs internally, or there's going to be more outsourcing and more AEs being hired internally. What do you see in 2023? Is there any kind of trends you guys are expecting? No, we're actually we're streamlining our sales force. We're finding that we're getting you know a lot of a lot of good organic traffic is coming in to the websites, and you know I'm I'm still heading up our our efforts over at Band and Zopto, but then also becoming a larger player on the Republic side. So um, I think that. 
no, we, we probably won't be we using as many SDRs because we have all of this these automation tools to, to bring it to this next qualifying step. So, yeah, yeah, and, and your um, business model is about that too, right? Like you're not a headcount model. You'll deliver the same leads without extra SDRs, right? We have some agencies that are people want 10 SDRs. We have some people that just want X amount of pipeline, right? So I think you guys are a great player for the companies that want to stay small, nimble, and, and keep it keep it uh, keep a tight operation. Right. I think SDRs play a really important role whenever you're targeting these larger enterprise, like mid-market to enterprise level accounts. That's when those teams, that that human cold, cold calling, those more those um, more hands-on approaches, that's where the SDRs really um, play an important role. With yeah. our small businesses, it, it really, it, it leans more towards leaning on the tools um, than it does. On that the makes sense. Side. Um, where can people find you? Let's just make pretend we got some we got some marketing agencies that are ready to to run some more customer success plays for their clients and, and leverage Bant.io to, to generate qualified meetings. Uh, I know you got good inbound flow already, but in case they wanted to, to reach out to you and your company, where, where can they find you, Dana? Yeah, you can just go to Bant.io, uh, schedule a meeting. You'll absolutely you know uh, be able to schedule some time in with me, or you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I always love to grow my LinkedIn um, as I like to post regularly about just updates in the space. So yeah, come find me. <laughs> Are you going to accept my LinkedIn request? You still haven't accepted it. Well, you're a liar. I'm sure you're on there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm second. I'll see. I'll see. But no, I, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate your partnership. I think um, we've been able to help some clients together and, and it's been really amazing to see your company grow and really excited about the acquisition and looking forward to continue to, to work with you guys for years to come. Um, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Transform Sales Podcast. Dana, you're the best. Appreciate you being on. Yeah. All right. Thank you.